Good afternoon, kings and queens, ladies and gentlemen, and some of you motherfuckers. This is Melanated Rich Conversations, and I we've made it to Wednesday, and I have a snippet I want to play from the co-founder of Black and Married with Kids. Yes, it's Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the month, if you can't tell by the horns, and me being on the rooftop studio. Okay, so check this out. TMZ has a reporter, excuse me, one second here. We know it's Wednesday. T- turn the damn alarms off, right? Um, of a reporter for TMZ who we're going to call a little false news, little fake news, little clickbait and slander. We're going to speak with the co-founder of Black and Mary with Kids who has been slandered. His name's been drug in the mud a little bit and just unprofessional, I guess, reporting by a reporter from TMZ. Not to be mistaken by the the second episode I'm going to talk about, but this one is one of the reporters, not the reporter I'm going to re- report on on the second second um, episode here of What's Up Wednesday. But this one is of a reporter from TMZ who he says slandered his name. Now, it's not Van Lathan. We're going to talk a little bit more about him in a later episode or maybe at a later day. But I'm going to play a snippet, and I want you to check this out, how fake news and clickbait can mess up someone's business. But at the same point, as the 48 Laws of Power have told us, any publicity is good publicity. He's going to spin this in a great way. But let's listen to some of the things that were talked about of his business and of his name. Um. And that's what we're going to do. And I want an apology. Yes, TMZ. They slandered my name and I want an apology. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Lamar Tyler. The official real Lamar Tyler, right? Creator and founder of BlackAndMarriedWithKids.com, the world's largest African-American marriage and parenting site. I'm going to tell you why that's important in a second. And also traffic sales and profit, right? Both sites we uplift, encourage, and support the African-American community through supporting and encouraging and equipping their families so they can build stronger marriages and stronger businesses to change the economic profile of the black community. Now, check this out. If you guys didn't know, I've been married to close to 13 years. It'll be 13 years this year with my awesome, amazing, wonderful wife, Ronnie Tyler. Now, I'm going to tell you why that's important in a second if you don't know, but her name is Ronnie Tyler. Now, anyone can find this out with a quick Google search. You'll see this on the first page of Google. You'll see who I'm married to. You'll see pictures of us together. You'll see videos of us together. You can get press clippings. Anything you want to see is out there on the web because we've been so public for now, I guess, since December 2007, we first launched our brand, BlackAndMarriedWithKids.com. Now, today, today is Sunday, September 2nd. I just got back. Now, this is what's crazy. This is ironic. I just got back from an amazing event in West Palm Beach, Florida, Black Enterprises, Black Men Excel event, where I was one of the honorees, one of the 2018 
Black Enterprise Modern Men Honorees, right? And this is a, a, this Modern Man thing is all about showcasing African American men who are doing great work in the community and also fighting negative stereotypes and the portrayal of black men in mass media. Why does that matter, Lamar? Well, guess what? As I'm just returning from this event, I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling uplifted. Uh, I did a great lunchtime panel with some, some other great guys during the event. Black Enterprise did such a great job of, of, of treating us well. And I come home to find out I'm slandered by TMZ. What do I see? But what is this that gets sent to me? TMZ is running an article that says, Loretta Devine, fake news got me. That's not my husband. And the husband they're talking about is me. Now, for backstory, about about two weeks ago, um, you know, I looked up the day before I did this video. About two weeks ago, uh, one of my employees in the office said, hey, Lamar, Loretta Devine tweeted about you. And I said, really, what's this? And apparently on the Internet, someone had somehow linked us together, right, said that I was her ex-spouse. Now, I'm her ex-spouse, and on the Internet it said we got married in 1973, and we've been married from 73 to 2008. Now, the only problem was that is that I was not even born in 1973. But let's not let a little thing like the truth and facts get in the way. So it said that. So all said we had a child together. I don't know who this dude is. That's the child. I don't know who it is. So, <laughs> you know, if anything, if you saw it, if you know of us, you know of our brand, this would have been comical, funny, if anything, right? Because there's no way any of that could have even, even happened. Despite the fact that I publicly run such a public brand with my Real wife, Ronnie. So, Loretta Devine, I guess, uh, she got news of it or, or got wind of it or something. She posted about it. And uh, that week, I actually was in Mexico. Me and my wife were in Mexico, enjoying ourselves, living life to the fullest. We work hard, we play hard, doing our thing in Mexico. So, when I get back, one of my employees tell me, hey, Loretta Devine tweeted about you, Lamar. Um, I saw the tweet, right? Uh, she was like, I don't know who this Lamar guy is, you know. Um, and that's saying, we're married, we're not married, it's fake news, all this type of things like that. So, School, I totally agree. I saw somebody in the comments say, hey, they went through, they said, came Wikipedia, they went through Wikipedia and fixed it. I'm thinking, cool, all right, awesome. I got to go to the Black Enterprise event. I'm speaking there. So I take off to West Palm Beach. I get back to stay with TMZ. Now, TMZ has picked up the story. They have one of their, uh, probably uh, a freelance uh, uh, photographers, whoever this cat is, standing outside of the gates. I guess he does that all day, stands outside the gates at the airport to make a living. I don't know. No judgments on so um, he comes out. He's harassing her. Hey, real quick, shout out to Loretta Devine. Never met her before in my life, but I will say she was very gracious because he kept trying to go for clickbait. And if y'all don't know what clickbait is, clickbait is is when they try to tease you up with things on the Internet. They try to get a celebrity or somebody prominent to say something so they can try to flip it, run that piece as the headline, and then get you to click from Facebook, from Twitter, from Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it may be to their website so they get page views. The reason they want page views is page views is how they get paid advertising, right? Where they get uh, banners and ads and, the, and the, the video pre-rolls, the ads that run before the video that you want to see or in the middle of the video you want to see or after it, right? Uh, pre-roll, um, you know, um, when you go to the site and it pushes all the content down and comes up with an ad, they need page views. They can service all those ads to make money, so they want clickbait. So the dude is harassing Loretta Devine. She's got off her flight. Looking like she's trying to find her car. She can go about her business. He's harassing her about, hey, you know, this Lamar Tyler guy is. He's showing her pictures of me. Uh, she's like, hey, I don't know what the story came out. It's crazy. You must have saw it on Twitter. But she's trying to go about her business. But he wants to clickbait. He wants to clickbait. Now, 
in the course of the video, she actually says, hey, I think people got it mixed up somewhere uh, with a charity or a benefit or something that she was doing. She literally says she thinks this is where the information came from. But that was not enough for the dude. This is where the clickbait comes in. This is where they try to, to defame my character. This is where they try to slander, or not try to slander. The guy actually did slander my name. So he's walking around, following around the airport. And then he asked her, hey, any message for this Lamar Tyler character? This is how he frames, any message for this Lamar Tyler character? But guess what? Loretta Devine didn't go for the bait. So then he says, hey, he supposedly, supposedly he works with social media and teaches people how to use things to get bigger. Well, guess what, buddy? It's not what I do. I don't, I don't work with uh, social media and teach people how to use things to get bigger. I teach people how to build their businesses so we can have a stronger economic base in the African-American community so people can do, do an amazing job of supporting their families and leaving a legacy, generational legacies after that. So just, just to be clear for a second, let's straighten that up. And then after she didn't take that bait again, he says, well, I feel like he might have been trying to get juice off of your name. He might have been behind it. This is what the guy said. He may have been trying to get juice off of your name. He might have been behind it. Slander. Slander. Right? Fake news. We talk about fake. This is the epitome. They try to talk about she's the victim of fake news, um, which is fake marriage thing, which I am as well because, hey, it's, it's two people that they're talking about. Neither one of us ever met each other, know anything about this, or know the person that actually initially did it. So I'm a victimist as well, but now this guy has 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 did a, a half search on me, which if he's look at the second or third thing that rank for me, or look at the whole bio, he'll see that I've been married to my wife for so long. He'll see my wife's name. He'll see we have a brand built around marriage. He'll see what our, our business brand is really all about, how we help and equip people with that, but that's not what he wants. What he wants is quick clickbait. Because he thinks I'm trying to get juice off of Loretta Devine's name and that I may have been behind it. But this is what the dude didn't know. What the dude didn't know is that we've been running BlackAndMarriedWithKids.com since December of 2007. This is nothing new to us. What he didn't know is that we don't need to use her name to get the juice because we've had 16 million visitors. 16 million with an M visitors come through the door of that site. Over 58 million page views in that time. We've got over 600,000 followers on social media. But check this out. Over 35,000 customers across all 50 states and 43 countries. Those are people that have, you know, when we talk about the business, those people just read the over seven, eight, nine thousand articles we got on the site to equip and encourage marriage in the African-American community. But then customers that have purchased the e-books, the audio books, the documentary films, that have gone on our marriage cruises, that have come to workshops, because we equip these folks. So while you out there spreading fake news, while you're out there waiting outside of an airport gate, hoping that a celebrity hops off so you can badge them, we're out here doing the work of equipping, supporting, and uplifting, and building, and repairing marriages. How do you like the work that you do? I love the work that we do. I was built for this. My wife was built for this. We love that work. So we don't have to work off of any juice for anybody else because we've already built that ourselves. Over 600,000 of our own fans that are ride or die with us about everything that we do and about the work that we do. And that's just on the black and married with kids side. That still doesn't even interface with the traffic sales and profit side, what we do for entrepreneurs. We've been featured, right? Because I just want to show that we don't need to, to create false stories and fake news and propaganda 
Because we've already been featured by Essence Magazine, Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine, Parenting Magazine, Sirius XM Radio, TV One, HLN, CNN, NPR, Atlanta Journal Constitution, Washington Post, and countless other print, radio, and broadcast outlets, local and national. So we don't need to create fake news to use to, to, to ride off of anyone's juice. As he likes to say, to build a name, we've already built a name for ourselves, right? And you may not be aware of that name because you're not the target market. But that's another thing, right? We've worked with many of America's largest brands before. And, and, and with the business brand, we don't talk about using things to build social media files. We build businesses. That's why January event, the game plan, here in Atlanta sold out in June, six months before the actual event. So what are we doing? We, 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 we're building a name off of, <laughs> this is crazy, this is crazy, right? They try to defame my character, but this is the thing. I won't let it happen. We won't succumb to uh, internet terrorists, right, that, that want to knock people down, that want to take you down a peg, especially off the Empire Weekend I just came from in West Palm Beach. When I actually sat on the panel and I told people, we have to leverage social media to tell our own stories to combat all of the falsehoods that media outlets put out about us today. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to challenge TMZ to step up, whoever it is, right? Because I know that the guy working the gate was just the guy working the gate. That's what he, he sit outside the gate all day just hoping that a celebrity come through. But I want somebody to see this in management, somebody to see this in a newsroom. Well, you know, I want the, the, the guy at the top, whoever it is, I want you to step up and apologize. Because what you try to do is defame my character, all in hopes of getting clickbait, getting Loretta Devine to say something um, um, negative about me, but she didn't fall for it. Even though we've never met, never known each other, she didn't fall for your trick. But in the meantime... Okay, people. So you... So you grasp the understanding of what he was saying. Um, that can affect his business. That can affect his bottom line, his principle, and everything that he stands for. If it was said that he had a marriage outside of his wife, or he had a marriage and is not married to his wife, it's just a business or whatever the case may have been, whatever the mistake, the reporter made so now we knit that in the bud you know we're going to talk a little bit about black and married with kids it's an excellent 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 program they have a lot of different programs a lot of different classes a lot of different videos on how to improve your relationship with your spouse how to improve your own personal self so you can be a contributing factor in a healthy marriage. So I have been a, um, I've been a student of that. Uh, I've took a couple classes. It's great. It helps. It's a, um, it, it's just help clearing the mind and help re-energizing one's focus on what they intended on being married for and what they intend on getting out of this lifelong journey with a couple, with a person they come to love and devote their life to so that's one of the reasons why i put that out because he wanted us um to to vouch basically he don't need us to vouch for him because he said what he has in those platforms to speak for itself. 
You know, once you go to blackandmarriedwithkids.com, you can you can see what they have. Um, or you check out the acronym B M W K. You look for that, you look for him, you look for you can even check his wife. You know, I said Ronnie Ronnie Tyler. You'll see that that's exactly what it is, is what he said. And it's not what the reporter failed to do a little bit due diligence in his research and find out. Now, it might have been somebody by the name of his name that has the same name, but he didn't do the due diligence on looking for and doing a little background work on the person that he was going to report on. And he probably didn't have enough time because, like you said, he was looking for something He's at the airport looking for a, a story for somebody, and he must have ran across a script from somebody at the airport that he knows and say Loretta, Loretta Devine's getting off. He might have looked up some quick stuff, did a quick search, and ran with it, you know. But that's why you got to take your time and do your due diligence on a lot of stuff that you put out there. Because once you put it out there, you know, you, it's going to take a lot to cover that up. You can't take it back, like I said. Life and death is the power of the tongue. Once it goes out, it's out forever. You can't retract it back. You can try to make make it right if you made a mistake. But he went on and, and, and ran with that, sun it out. TMZ took it. They ran with it. They sun it out. Now they have to, if they are going to, look, you know, look into fixing this. Because we don't he don't want his name to be damaged. She don't want her name to be damaged or slandered in situations as such. It's saying they were married. They weren't married. They don't even know each other. Okay? So, that's that. And I'll kind of end that section on that. Just do your due diligence. Anybody, for anything you do. You know, you got to cite multiple sources. You got to look for multiple areas of research. You know, because a lot of places may not have everything. Just like Wikipedia you know, if you were a college student, you know, you couldn't use Wikipedia for anything in your college papers. I mean, you can use it as research, but you can't mark it as a source because it is not a credible source. You got to go to another source. Now, you may use that and continue because people can write on Wikipedia or whatever. That's but beyond the point. We got the gist of that subject. Uh, and we got a new site. I want you guys to listen. It's not new, but I haven't really spoke about it. It's stuff that I do. There's a lot of things I don't speak about that I read and research and look up and they're part of. But that's just, you know, it's just part of life, you know. Um, but, yeah, look up Black and Married with Children. Or not Married with Children. I'm thinking about Al Bundy and that situation with that great show. But, anyways, let me digress. BlackandMarriedWithKids.com. You want to look that up if you're in a relationship. Or if you know somebody that's in a relationship or in the beginning to beginning to a marriage, look it up. It's good courses on there. It's good material in there you can check out they do a lot of um beginning pro bono stuff so just to get your foot in the door just to get you an understanding of how real they are and their commitment they give you a couple pro bono classes and things like that and you, once you gather more information and get more in tune with it do your due diligence on that then you can probably bring it to your lady or y'all can start going deeper into the program that's what that is that's a great program I recommend for anybody that's looking for a long-term relationship and things like that. So, do your due diligence, people. And, and you know, not saying anybody here has done that, but, you know, just a reminder, you know. Y'all, I will be back with some more What's Up Wednesday, so stay tuned.
Ladies and gentlemen, like I said in the last bit of the last episode, I don't usually dive into a lot of personal aspects of my life, but we were going to let the police handle their job. You know, we went, I, I probably touched on this a couple of months back, and I'm going to bring it back up because I have gathered some new information about this subject. Um, Back in April, around April, around April 1st, a relative of mine was murdered. Not only was she murdered, she was murdered in front of her kids. Okay. And, and the person that did this, Christopher Manning, was, was in a relationship with my cousin, Deja McKinley, okay? And they were in a relationship, that's the key word there. She moved on from him. She... Stop. She informed him that she doesn't want to be with him anymore. And for some reason, you know, she found out that she was in another relationship months later. I guess they used to work together. Months later, she found out, he found out that she was going to marry a guy, move on with her life, and probably move out of the state, okay? out of Texas. And for some reason, you know, I guess she didn't feel no threat from the guy. She was on the phone with her future husband and they were making plans of leaving. They were making their plans of getting married and leaving and stuff like that. So this guy, Christopher Manning, her ex-boyfriend, came to her home and they were arguing and they were fighting and um, her husband-to-be was was on the other end of the phone. And he said, don't open the door for her, this, that, and the third. But she said, you know, I know this guy, you know, he's not a threat, whatever, whatever. She didn't really open the door. She just kind of left it cracked. So this is the information that we gather. And then um, with her kids at home, she just told her future husband-to-be, I'm going to call you right back, you know, because she needs to handle this guy at the door or whatever the case may be, you know. So they're talking back and forth through the door crack or whatever. So he was just wanted to talk, I guess, whatever, whatever. whatever. I don't know why uh, the actual details, but somehow he, he gained entry into the home and proceeds to beat on her with a bat. Understand me, ladies and gentlemen? This wasn't no just... Um, hitting a little bit. It was bloody. It was beating her with the bat. It was bloody, you know. And fearing for her life and her kid's safety, she was able to wrestle him out of the, the door. Now she's she's not a she's not a small woman, you know. She's a tough, tough will, you know, heavy woman. So she was able to fight him out of both of the, the guy, you know, who's a heavy set guy. She was able to um. Rustle him out of the door, you know, get out of here, you know, let's go as he's 
beating her in the head, in the body with this bat. She was able to get him out the door. So in their, the way their apartment building is set up is you got open stairway. You're inside of like an open building area, big, big hallway. And the stairway and the balcony hangs over or whatever. So as he's as they're tussling and fighting, I guess she might have gained hold of the bat somehow, some way. And wrestling and things like that. She's bloody, she's beaten, she's fighting for her life. She's running away, you know, to keep the kids safe out of the house. Keep the kids in the house. Keep them away from the kids. Keep them out of the house. Um, they're tussling and tussling. So somehow she must have fell over the banister. Okay. And not only did she fall over the banister, this this murderer, this heinous act that he, he kept beating her. And I guess she might have got the bat or whatever the case got up or whatever the case fighting for kids. You know, you get that strength, that motherly strength fighting for her life at the same time and getting this motherfucker off of her. He gets a gun and he shoots her to death. You understand me? Um, He gets away. But this is the, the crazy thing about this is, you know, you know, we're all going to run down there, try to find this guy. But it's in the big state of Texas is where he was born and raised. You're not really going to find him. His brother, from my understanding, is a police officer out in Fort Worth or out in Texas. This happened in Fort Worth. And they still can't find this guy. It's been months now. It's been about four months. But most wanted sticker posters is up. His name is out there. His face is out there. You know, he once had dreads. He cut them. Um, those, both of those pictures are out there. And yet they can't find this guy. You know, it was going to be a closed casket, but she wanted, the parents wanted everybody to know what this guy did, how harsh this was. It was horrible. Tore the family apart. Now, he didn't hurt the kids, but they they are the ones that ID'd to the police that said, this is the person that did something to my mother. They're old. That, that's how old they are. They're not. They're not in their teens. They're not ten. They're they're under ten. But if they know who this guy is. They ID'd him. They saw what happened. I don't know if they seen everything, but they saw a lot enough to ID him and know this is the guy that did something to my mother. Come to find out, he killed her brutally. Now this man has been on the run. For months, all summer, his name is Christopher Manning, black guy, heavy set. Please go to my Instagram page and, and check out the pictures. Please share them. Help us track this murderer down because ain't no telling we're going to do to somebody else. You know, you know he's armed and dangerous. He shot her with the gun. They don't have the gun. They don't have him. They got the bat and he's gone. They say he, may, he got family in California, so he might be out in California, or he might be out in Texas, okay? So, that's that. Please go to my page, my Instagram, Melanie Rich Convo, and check that out. It's on my page. It's up. Please help us track this murderer down before he um, does something else, because that's a mental issue. He took a, a, a wife 
and a mother, a daughter, and an older sister off this earth because she didn't want to be with him no more. Just because they couldn't be in a relationship and he, she was moving on, he decided to do this to her. Please help. We need your help. And please do. Remember I said Christopher Manning, black guy, is on the most wanted poster. Please look him up. Please help. Please share. Please do anything you can do to bring this guy to justice. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this next segment, I'm going to talk about the bitch test, right? Um, so though I don't actually agree with the using the acronym in that manner or using that acronym because it's an acronym, um, though I don't want to use it in that text for what the actual content of it is. It's very, it's very intelligent. It's very, it's very good. And the concept behind it is very good. It's hard for me to put it the way the actual person that presented it, Robert Williams did. So I'm going to use this skit. He used this, a piece of an interview he used and his announcer used to articulate why and what he used it for and what does it actually mean. Black Eagle. You know, I went back, Dr. Robert Williams, and thank you so much for coming on. I went back to uh, an article written by John McGuire in 1977. Uh titled, Professor Robert Williams has written an IQ test for blacks that isn't jive. And, and now, I'm on Washington U's campus, and, and, th and this, is, this is true. I'm, I'm going to read this, this, this uh, paragraph. It says, at Washington University, Williams is sometimes called savior by grateful black students. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> one of those grateful black students. But many of his faculty colleagues take, take a harsher, they're writing in present tense, a harsher view of his black intelligence test of cultural homogeneity. Uh, uh, Williams has nicknamed it black intelligent test counterbalance for honkies or bitch. <laughs> they called me a separatist saying I was really talking about lowering standards for blacks. He also received an anonymous letter saying the FBI had proof he was a communist. Boy, have we heard that before. How long has that been going on? Uh, but it says you grew up, poor family out of Arkansas. Parents had no formal education. But, to, and, but you, at that time, refused to allow your eight children to take standardized IQ tests. Why? Okay, so let me talk about a little bit about that. Now, I do agree with not sending your kids to the school, taking a test for the simple fact that 
they will be at a disadvantage being that the majority of the students or some of the students and the upper class or oh, and sub, from suburbia and things like that and the teachers are coming from the same cultural background. A lot of brothers and sisters come from a different background. When I say brothers and sisters, you know I mean melanated rich people, black people, come from a different inner city background. We have a different swag. We have a different way of walking, talking, even the abonics, um, which he helped coin the phrase. Just the way we talk, the way we act, we use a little bit more soul to what we do other than the other class. Now, not saying, you know, White folks ain't got no soul. Some of them do, some of them don't, as far as in the context of the way we use the word. So let him go on and talk about his meaning and why he kept his kids from taking the test. Now, it's interesting, though. Pay attention. That's true. Um, Because I think that I went on through college. 
college, graduated with honors, distinction in the field, got a master's from Wayne State, PhD from Washington University, the first African-American to get a, a PhD in psychology from Washington University. So what, what, why is it then that we have this still going on? I mean, Okay. Okay, so that was a skip, a snippet of an interview on the View, the Urban View XM radio station. That was the John Morrison show. It was Dr. Robert Williamson. So you want to check out Urban View on XM radio to know more about what they do there. Um, that I listened to, I was listening to that. That brought me to the fact, or remembering what Dr. Umar Johnson was saying, what they were talking about the ADHD, which he turned that acronym into no daddy at home disorder, so to speak. And it kind of, you know, they. They use these things to our cultural differences. A lot of people don't think black Americans have their own culture outside of quote unquote hip hop um, that we adhere to. Um, but a lot of us know that every step of the way we've been, been beat down with it. You know, we try to create a culture. It's, it's subhumane and, and all type of derogatory terms they may have used to get us to buy into what they do, you know. Now, I don't say how can these unintelligent people, which y'all call black people, or what they call the term unintelligent, create own towns and, and black Wall Streets and, and own businesses and, and become millionaires and inventors and all the other stuff if we were, in fact, not intelligent, right? It just goes to show that's not really the case. It's the people that's administering these tests use it to their advantage from their background or walk of life and expect us to know take tests off the way they were brought up when we were brought up extremely different from the way a lot of these test administrators were brought up. A lot of these people that create these tests and things of that nature were brought up. We're brought up totally different, you know. We come from a background where we had to strive for every single thing that we did have, even though at the same point as we were striving for everything we did have, it would slowly monopolist be taken away from us. You know, so... It's, it's a lot of things, you know, it, it even happens today, you know, where your teacher may be from the suburbs, but all her students are from the inner city. It's not uncommon for that to be the, the actual fact. You know, a lot of these teachers may not even growing up in the neighborhood, you know, not even, you know, have any black friends or ever had any black friends, may ran across a couple black co-workers on their way to becoming a teacher or in college when they become a teacher. And by that point, you know, 
it's it's already sunken in. You got to assimilate yourself all the way into this quote unquote American culture in order to survive, in order to be where you want to be. So if you've been growing up in the suburbs your whole life, vice versa, if you're growing up in the urban cities your whole life and you don't see a white person or you don't interact with them or you don't see a black person, you really interact with them other than at the corner store for, for brothers and sisters or at all or on TV for some of the white folks, you know, you have a different bias. Now, for someone to come and teach a person this what's on the paper, you know, they just regurgitate. School ain't, ain't for the thinking person. School is for you to re- recite and regurgitate information that was given to you. You know what I mean? I mean, even though that's not what they will officially say, but look at it. That's what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? They teach classes or teach kids to read to find an answer instead of reading to read to find an answer to a question that they have. Right? Instead of reading to understand and reading to gain knowledge and understand. And I was going to say understand it, but basically all around understand it, you know. So that is a real thing. You can go look those things up. You know, a lot of things they say in school just ain't what we used to in the inner city, you know. Um, even now, you know, a lot of words we couldn't use, it wasn't, we couldn't use it because it wasn't in the dictionary, you know. But now somebody started using it. A lot of quote-unquote mainstream folks have started using it and then put it in a dictionary. Bootylicious, bling, bling, stuff like that. You know, it wasn't words, but we understood it. You know, because we weren't talking to jive turkey, this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Jive, all this. These words wasn't used in the mainstream America, quote unquote. But in the neighborhood, in the city, that's what we use all the time. Brother, sister, soul, brother. You know, all that. That's what we use. That's our language. We came up with. We strived. And that's an understanding for us. So when a person figure they can either become popular, be cool, or, or get a dollar off of it, all of a sudden it's become part of the language. All of a sudden, urban dictionaries then popped up. Now these words are words now. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with those tests. Same thing with the ADHD. Some of the kid can't sit down, the kid got the disease, this, that, and the third, just because a teacher seen somebody else with something. A teacher cannot diagnose a kid with ADHD. Only a clinical psychologist can. Right? Nobody in the school can unless they're a certified clinical psychologist. Just because you have one student that had ADHD don't mean everybody that act up got ADHD. Maybe they just don't like you. Maybe they just don't like being in that class. Maybe they don't want to be in that school. You know? So maybe it's just they're not used to being around all those people. They may not talk. They may not read. Maybe because they just don't want to. And for them, in order to make them do something, they probably used to getting spankings at home or whoopers or whatever the case or different ways of discipline of them parents used to get them at home. Y'all might just mark off and say, this kid's got some kind of learning disability. No, they ain't got a learning disability. They just ain't used to these white folks. They, they ain't used to the way you speak, the words you say that's all that is. Now you get somebody that's coming from the same upbringing, 
as this kid that's coming from the inner city, then he can relate to, he can speak that same language, then you're going to get an understanding. Once he can relate to you, once he can feel you, then he can understand you. Then he'll start being open up and talking with you. Just like with the police system. You send these police officers into these neighborhoods that ain't, they've probably been bullied in school by black folks or with some kind of grudge or just been in there, ain't been around black folks too much or ever. But their parents, there comes some kind of bias, some kind of prejudging based off what somebody else was saying, told them, their upbringing. Somebody else was upbringing. They instill it into their children. And now their children get into the inner city, don't even get out the car. They just driving around, prejudging people. You see what I'm saying? So you got to take that in context and think about it like that. I'm not going to go ahead and bite your ear off on the subject, but I'll um, give you a couple couple situations uh, to read up on. Dr. Umar Johnson, his book, uh, Dr. Robert Williams. You can look up what he got going on. Look at his website and you'll research him. Um, well, like I said, the acronym I don't agree with because the content is so rich and, and so so great that while we use that acronym, maybe it's to get the kids' attention because it's a curse word, it's funny, or I can read it, or I can say it, or whatever the case is. It may be that original clickbait, right? But, you know, look up that bitch test, you know, and, and look into that. It's more, it's evolved, and then pretty much the name has changed, and it's taught differently in different areas of the country. But it's out there in order to help these kids relate to someone of a different cultural background a different linguistic way of speaking, you know, different swag to get everybody on board to get through these tests, you know. So go look up Dr. Umar Johnson and Dr. Robert Williamson so you can have gain yourself, yourself more information than what I gave you here. It's just a snippet of what it is.